Hey, it's Neville Medora here, and I want to talk to you about a couple things today, six things in specific. Let's start with a swipe. So even in 1964, some companies were touting low-calorie options for their soda, like this Tab Cola ad from 1964 showing how it only has one calorie and has a great headline. It says, how can just one calorie taste so good? And the subheadline is, the Coca-Cola company took the calories out of Tab, but not the flavor. Love it. It's so good, and uh, my, my favorite part of the ad is how the cola is poured in a wine glass to look fancy. This reminds me of like something I would do as a kid. I'd be like, ooh, look at me, I'm so sophisticated. I'm drinking wine, but it was just Coca-Cola. Here's a thought. So the dumbest people I know use dumb words and big words to mask their dumbness. And the smartest people I know use simple words and are good at making simple analogies that anyone can understand. So for example, the famous physicist Richard Feynman was famous for being able to explain complex topics in a very easy way. There's this little clip I show over here where he's explaining thermodynamics as jiggling balls. So instead of using crazy words for atoms and quarks and all these scientific details, he just describes atom as these jiggling balls. And if the jiggling balls are moving really fast back and forth, that's hot. And if it's moving really slow, that's cold. And just anyone can understand that. And I even included a transcription of the video to show you how simply he talks. I ran it by a Fleischmann score, and this is grade nine level talking. So he's explaining thermodynamics at a grade nine level. And it almost, you think like thermodynamics, it sounds so complex. It's so easy, just jiggling balls. But it's his genius of being able to explain something simply that's so good. In fact, you'll notice a lot of shysters and people trying to scam people, specifically dumb people, um, that they will say big words and use big fancy language to describe things. And what happens is it just obfuscates what they're talking about. So I would say, if you want to sound smarter, talk simply. Here's something uplifting. Much of copywriting is noticing what makes you click something, sign up for something, buy something, laugh at something, or say, whoa. So whenever you see something like this that makes you click, sign up, buy, laugh, or say, whoa, save it. Take a picture or a screenshot and store it in a file. So I used to do this all the time. Here's the problem. It was a huge problem to do this. Every time I see a screenshot, I take a screenshot, but then I have to categorize it or anytime I take a screenshot on my desktop, then I have to upload it somewhere. And so I made a system called swipefile.com. It's mainly just for me. We opened it up to the public, but it got real garbagey pretty quick. So I do it regularly and post on swipefile.com whenever I see something good. Um, for example, there's a couple ads over here. I like them and I'm like, I don't know what to do with these right now, but I know I wanna archive them away because I like the ad and it has a catchy headline. So I put it under the headlines tab or the print ads tab and I categorize them for later. So then when I need to reference these, I can go to the print ad section and look them up. So it's my own personal swipe file, and guess what, my friend? It's yours too, because it's public for anyone to use. Swipefile.com, check it out. Here's a picture of me looking uh, pretty goofy. So roughly 10% of the time that I'm in my home gym now, it's in VR. And the reason is, um, first of all, it's the biggest space in my house that has just nothing in it, that, and I can't really break anything there. So uh, I, I use VR in my gym all the time now, and I can like literally walk around inside the virtual worlds. Whereas if you're kind of in your living room and you gotta avoid obstacles or watch out for the TV or something, it's harder to move around as much. So some of the games I play to get the body moving are Beat Saber, which is like Dance Dance Revolution, except you use lightsabers to squish boxes. It's pretty sweet. Thrill of the Fight, which is a boxing game, and you can practice on dummies and practice on punching bags. It really, it really gets you moving. And then another one called Gun Club VR, which is like a shooting practice game, but you're holding your hands up all the time. You actually, uh, like my shoulders get a little sore using it. It's kind of funny. So using VR in a big space like this just makes it so much more immersive. And I've just started noticing a kind of funny thing, like in my home gym, I'm supposed to work out. And like, I'm literally strapping a, 
you know, a phone processor and screens onto my face and working out in there, but in a virtual world, that's not my actual gym, even though I'm in the gym. Anyways, the transition to the metaverse is slowly happening and I for one welcome it, it's pretty cool. Here's something interesting. You can add generators or calculators to your content to leap ahead of other posts and search engines. So a lot of times if someone wants to rank really high uh, for a keyword, when will I die or something like that, they'll write a blog post. But I actually did this similar thing, but I made a thing called the death calculator, which it does have content about when you'll die and how, you're, how long you're expected to live and all the data that goes behind it. Um, but I made a calculator that says, when do you want to die? And you post the date and it'll show you a countdown timer to that date. So my date is uh, November 17, 2067, which means I have 45 years and 11 months and 27 days left. So I made this death calculator kind of for myself and it ranks and it brings in about 20,000 visits a month, uh, 19,586 in the last 30 days to be precise. So uh, I thought that was a great way to just leapfrog all the search results, even though for this one, I didn't really mean to, but it just happened. Here's another one. I did a podcast name generator. So I was trying to generate a podcast names and I was like, huh, how should I do this? So I made an Excel sheet and decided to put it into Java and make it a generator. And that brings in about 3000 visits a month. And people use this to generate podcast names. It's a helpful tool, but the, the downside of some of these generators like the podcast name generator, it converts very little of the traffic to email signups or customers. So while 3000 roughly people a month come for podcast name generator, Almost no one signs up to my products. No one signs up to the email list. Very low quality traffic. There's another one I did, monthly recurring revenue calculator. It's not a very popular keyword, but I made one for myself. And so in this screenshot, you could see that if you have a $97 monthly membership and the average member stays on for nine months and you have 600 people subscribed, that you will make $873 of revenue per person or $523,000 a year. Now, I know this is all simple arithmetic, but I laid it out in such a way that it's very easy to understand what you're getting. So um, I made that and it brings in traffic every month. So the point is, if you're interested in making calculators and generators, they can really bring in some traffic to your website. Just make sure that it's uh, relevant to your topic. Otherwise it could be really useless traffic. I made a podcast about it. So if you go scroll back in the podcast history here, you will see uh, this thing about calculators and generators. I go into more detail there. And finally, here's a drawing. For people who build courses or digital products, this is often the path that it takes. Step one, they build a course. Step two, they build several courses. Step three, they have too many courses and it gets confusing. Step four, they start bundling the courses together. And then step five, they, current, they move to a monthly or yearly membership or a community model. And I, I included a drawing of what it looks like. And I've seen this happen a ton. I mean, I started making courses with AppSumo way back in the day, 2010, 11, something like that, 2011, I'd say. And over time, what happens is people are like, I want another course. So you build another one, then another one, then another one. And the problem is, let's say you're talking about copywriting and you make an email course, and then you make an autoresponder course, then you make a copywriting course. Well, all three of those courses overlap quite a bit. Like the psychological study or psychological reasoning behind writing emails and autoresponders is a lot of it's the same. So then people say, well, you have so many different products. I want to write an email, but also learn copywriting. Do I have to buy both products? So that's when people start bundling. I've gone through this whole process multiple times with different things and seen other people go through it. So I think what you'll start to see more is uh, monthly, yearly subscriptions. And now with the technology coming up, community and uh, forums and different types of groups like that, 
are going to be the norm for training communities like you see. So if you want, check out the copywriting course, and we actually do a pretty good job. I think we're a little ahead of the curve on it. We made a training community for copywriting. We have all these assignments and lessons you can do inside. Highly suggest you join right now, copywritingcourse.com. Just join. My name is Nevlin Dora. I will talk to you later.